Well, good morning and Happy New Year. 2021 finally got here. Wow. <laughs> I want to begin by asking you a few questions. Do you think people are more fearful today than they were in 2019? Are you? With all the things going on in our world, there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear with this virus. There's a lot of fear even with the vaccine. And there's a growing fear with some of the leadership in our government as well, isn't there? With the economy in a downward spiral and businesses closing their doors for good, will our jobs still be there tomorrow? And what are the civil unrest? So many things are topsy-turvy right now. They're completely upside down. Crisis upon crisis upon crisis seems to be in the news every day. Will 2021 be any better? Does it matter? Just asking that question can make fear rise up in us, can it? So what's the solution to our fears? What can we do? Where do we turn to for answers? Where can we find hope for today and for our tomorrows? Hope? Hope is found in a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hope is also found in a psalm written by King David, a shepherd himself. And this psalm is especially practical for us in 2021. I hope you will hear the Lord speaking to you today through his word. Let's pray. Father, we pray now as we enter into this time of looking into your word and looking into your heart, Lord, that we would have um, our ears wide open and our eyes wide open and our heart ready for whatever revelation you want to bring our way that would bring us the comfort and the strength and the hope that we find in you. And we ask that in the powerful name of Jesus, amen. Psalm 23 is the most read, the most memorized, the most quoted, the most revered poem ever recorded in the history of mankind. President George W. Bush read it after the attacks of 9-11. It's a psalm that's kept hope alive for soldiers hunkered down in battle. It's been sung and recited by congregations in synagogues and churches throughout the world to lift the spirits of men, women, and children. It's been the Bible passage of comfort at many a bedside and untold numbers of funerals. It's been a lifeline to the prodigals who finally made their way home to their shepherd. It's given hope to the hopeless. You and I know it as the 23rd Psalm. We've heard it most of our life, even if we weren't in church. And as we look at the 23rd Psalm this morning, please don't see it as only for the dying and the grieving. Although it serves that purpose so very well, Psalm 23 is written for the living. It's been written to give hope to the hopeless and courage to face all of our fears. 
It's been written for you and for me in 2021. As the general of Israel's armies, David had been face to face with his enemies and with the greatest of fears. Having been a shepherd earlier in his life and now as the shepherd king of Israel, David is reflecting here on the strategic role the shepherd plays in the life of each one of his sheep. David shows us how our shepherd leads us, how he protects us, provides for us, and is our ever-present Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, David writes, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. My first point in this psalm is this. Since the Lord is our shepherd, we have all that we need. We have all that we need. David writes, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I believe everything in this psalm flows from the first two words, the Lord. Why do I think that? Well, this Lord is the great I am. This is the Lord David speaks of here. Whenever we see the Lord in our Bibles, and it's all in caps, that's the name for the all-sufficient God. That's the God in whom there is no lack. It's the name used in Genesis when God created Adam and Eve. In chapter 1, it's only the name of Adonai. In chapter 2, when he creates Adam and Eve, it's Yeshua, Jehovah, God, and Adonai, Lord God. It's very intimate what happened there, that he took those two people and created them out of nothing. And then it's also found in Psalm 139, which is also a very personal and intimate scripture as we look at it. He's the one who formed our inward parts and wove us together in our mother's womb. It's the name God used when he spoke to Moses out of the burning bush. Remember the Ten Commandments? I am who I am. That's the God we're speaking of here. This is the God that David is presenting to us. The God who is. The God who is unlimited in his love and his delight in us. He's the one who's always there for us, nurturing us. Jesus used this name several times himself. He said, I am, many times over. And one of the places he said it was in John 10 when he said, I am the good shepherd of the sheep. I am. David said his Lord is. Don't miss that little word, is. Very important. Not the Lord was, not the Lord will be. Our shepherd is the God of now. 
He doesn't dwell on the past in 2020. He doesn't look into the future of 2021. He dwells in the present. Why does he dwell there? Because we need him there. We don't need him yesterday. We don't need him tomorrow. We need him now. We don't have to make an appointment with him next week either. We don't have to wait to talk with him later. I know it's hard to believe, but he's not in the middle of another call or a text or an email. He's available for conversation with us in the moment. He lives and dwells in the present, in the now. David understood this, and he wants us to as well. That's why he says the Lord is, presently is. The Lord doesn't want us dwelling on the past or worrying about tomorrow. It's when we dwell on the past and become anxious about tomorrow that we get in an emotional downward spiral. That'll take us into gloom and doom and pretty soon depression. David says, the Lord is my shepherd. He's not speaking here as a shepherd. He's now speaking as a sheep. Having been a shepherd, he knows what sheep need to survive and to thrive. After all, sheep are desperately dependent and helpless animals. They're one of the dumbest animals in the world, actually. You'll never find them in a circus. They can't take direction. In fact, uh, they can't even find where the best food and watering holes is. And they're also very directionless. I mean, they couldn't find their way home with GPS if their life depended on it. They're also defenseless against predators. Left to themselves, sheep will die. Sheep sound pretty helpless, don't they? Well, let me ask you, did you look in the mirror this morning? You see, that's exactly what the Lord calls us, his sheep. We're helpless. That's who God says we are. You'll find the word sheep some 200 times in your Bible. We're his helpless sheep. David not only knows the character of sheep, he also knows the characteristics of a self-sacrificing shepherd. He spent many a night out in the rocks and the dust and the dirt and the scorpions and the snakes herding sheep. He's also spent many years in battle as the shepherd king, the general of the armies of Israel. David not only knows the character of sheep, he knows the characteristics of that shepherd so well. And what is his boast in this shepherd? David's boast is this. The Lord is my personal shepherd. His shepherd knows David's name. And he knows your name too, and he knows my name as well. After all, he fashioned us in our mother's womb, right? And he even knows the numbers of the hairs on our head, some of which are disappearing by the day. That's why he can say and why we can say, I shall not want. David looks back over his life and he recognizes that he never lacked anything he's ever needed. Never. Can we look back over our lives and see the same thing, that we've never lacked anything we ever needed? Can't we all say we've had food on our table, a shirt on our back, a roof over our head, people who love us and people we love, and a shepherd who looks over us and guides and directs and protects us? 
Yes, we can. This first verse speaks so loud and clear of our contentment in the Lord. We are well cared for by the Lord. He watches over us with great affection, protection, and care. In this psalm, we're going to see how his presence in our lives will continue to provide all that we need. Do you need the shepherd today? Do you? Our shepherd refreshes and restores our body and our soul. David says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Notice the tender care of the shepherd for his sheep. He provides exactly what we need physically. He always has our next meal in mind. The picture here is of each one of us having our needs abundantly met. He loves to see us at rest in his presence, content, quiet, satisfied, relaxed, and refreshed. You see, sheep have a tendency to overeat. Did you know that? Uh, you're a sheep, remember? Uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, anybody? Uh, yeah. Um, and sometimes they'll graze all day and on into the night. And sometimes we have a tendency to overdo things as well, don't we? Not just with eating, but with lots of things. That's when he comes to us and he gently lays us down, making us rest. These verse, verses are a picture of the Lord restoring our body and our soul. If we don't enter his rest, our minds and emotions can be swirling at breakneck speeds. He can settle our souls with his presence and provide us peace that passes all understanding. His life always provides us the refreshment and the quiet needed for our soul to be at rest. St. Augustine's famous quote, Our soul is restless until it finds rest in thee. Do you need a shepherd today? Our shepherd leads us down all the right paths. David continues, he leads us in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. If we're tuned in and listening to him, he will always lead us on the right paths. Notice there isn't just one path, but there are many. I became a Christian when I was 15 years old. As I look back over the 50 plus years since, I see many different paths the Lord has led me down. I'm sure you can say the same. Maybe not 50 plus years. I think all of those of us have had a righteous impact. Uh, all of, I think all of those who have had a righteous impact on my life. Some have been hard, like a diamond, chipping away at me. Some people, like sandpaper, smoothing down the rough edges. While others have been like a cold drink of water on a hot summer's day. That would be my family. Just think of the number of people we've all known and think of the variety of ways the Lord has used us in their lives and in our lives. And as he's led us down these different paths, his righteousness has been expressed not only to us, but through us. As we walked with him, he's used us to demonstrate to others that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And that all other ways are not the way. All other so-called truths are not the truth. 
All other so-called life is no life at all. Do you need a shepherd today? Our shepherd banishes all of our fears. David continues, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Notice that David has changed the personal pronouns from he to you. David's no longer speaking about his shepherd. Now he's speaking to his shepherd. This indicates to us that we will want to remain close to the shepherd while we go through these valleys of the shadow of death. Notice it's just a shadow, and there has to be light there in order to cast a shadow. He's there with us. Valleys are the low places between the mountains that we all have to go through, aren't they? There may be many long, many a long life's journey, whether our valley is the loss of a job, or relational struggles, a prodigal child, or maybe even bankruptcy. Possibly our valley may be a terminal illness, or the death of a loved one, or whatever else may come our way. The Lord wants us to remember in all of this that he's always there to walk through it all with us. Our fears, our anxieties, our sadness, and our grief will be his to heal by his constant presence in our lives. And by the way, we don't stay in the valley because we're only passing through. And in the passing through, we are comforted by his strength, and he uses the rod and the staff to protect and guide us all along the way. So when we find ourselves afraid in the shadows of darkness and our soul is downcast, we need to look up. Look up at our faithful shepherd, Jesus Christ our Lord. He has his purpose for leading us down our particular path. He knows the way through the valley and will surely walk with us until we see the dawning of a new day. After all, he's our great shepherd. Do you need the shepherd today? Our shepherd also invites us to his table to bask in his presence. David writes in verse 5, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Whether we're still walking with him through the valley or we've arrived on the other side, he invites us to join him one-on-one -on -one for a meal at his table. There's not a more intimate setting than for us to be invited to rest and to dine with him. Dining with the great I am, the Lord of the universe. He made all the preparations, set the table, and shares the finest cuisine. He's filled us with his spirit, anointed our heads with oil, and our lives overflow with his life. Maybe this is what Jesus meant in John 10 when he said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. You know, I don't think David even noticed his enemies around him because he was so focused on the host. And the atmosphere was like a little taste of heaven. And surely that's exactly what the Lord would want us to experience every day in his presence, a taste of heaven. Do you need the shepherd today? Our shepherd wants us to know that we are safe and secure forevermore. 
David concludes the psalm with, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Notice who's following us. It's our shepherd. He has our back with all his goodness and mercy. He has our backs all the days of our lives. He's out in front of us leading the way, and he's also behind us watching over our backs. Now that's some great reassurance, huh? Remember the Lord promised us that he would never leave us or forsake us. Never leave us or forsake us. He's always going to be with us. David sums it all up when he says, I dwell, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He's not only brought us into his presence now, but we will remain in his presence forevermore. So let's recap, shall we? With the Lord as our shepherd, we have all we need. Our shepherd refreshes and restores our body and our soul. Our shepherd leads us down all the right paths when we listen to him. Our shepherd banishes all of our fears. Our shepherd invites us to his table to bask in his presence. And our shepherd also wants us to know that we are safe and secure forevermore. Since 2021 is here, what does the Lord want for us this new year? Wouldn't you say he wants us to follow him and not to fear? Our shepherd says, fear not, for I am with you. Do you need the shepherd today? Do you need him? Let's pray. Father, we come before you, and we thank you for this psalm. We thank you for the comfort, for the assurance, for the security that you provide for us, for all the provision you give us in our lives to keep us going day by day. We thank you for the shadow that we have to walk through sometimes in the valley, Lord, but we know that you are with us every step of the way. You never leave us. You never forsake us, Lord, and we're so thankful for David penning this psalm for us today, Lord. And as we look into 2021, Father, our prayer is that we may keep our eyes fixed on you and not on the circumstances of life. Lord, there's so much going on around us that's all temporal. Lord, help us to stay fixed on you so that we may receive from you what you have for us in the moment. In Jesus' name, amen.